0: And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee.
1: Turn your Bibles to Revelation chapter 15. Let's do the last verse, verse 8. Praise God. And I think that's all we have time to do tonight. Verse 8. It's a loaded verse. Amen glory be to jesus those of you who are joining us online online we want to say thank you so much for doing so and if you can call somebody and tell them we're on we're about to break bread we would appreciate that revelation chapter 15 we are right at the end of revelation chapter 15 we're about to go in revelation chapter 16 where the vials of the wrath of god is poured out and each vial we are told what's in each vial but for now we're on verse 8 of Revelation chapter 15 verse 8 reads let's back up to verse 7 for context and I'm jumping right into the text right here amen and one of the four beasts given to the seven angels seven golden vials full of the wrath of God who liveth forever and ever and verse 8 reads, which is the verse we are going to take time to discuss this evening, reads, And the temple was filled with the smoke from the glory of God and from His power, so much so that no human being was able to enter into the temple till the seven plagues of the seven angels were fulfilled. Last week we took some time to look at the four beasts mentioned in verse 7. And we said that the four beast was referencing here The wood beast was referencing the four cherubim Which attended to the throne of God And we refer to the four cherubim As an order of high ranking angels First mentioned to us in Revelation chapter 4 And of course much of that is told to us in the book of Ezekiel But tonight we want to spend some time on verse 8 uh, Where we are told that The temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God after From the glory of God and from His power After the four living creatures Handed over the seven vials full of God's wrath To the seven angels The Bible says that the smoke from the glory of God Filled the temple The manifestation of the glory of God and His power According to John was seen just before the wrath of God was about to be poured upon unrepentant sinners. Amen? The phrase mentioned here, the first phrase mentioned here in this verse, and the temple was filled with the smoke from the glory of God, is an Old Testament reference. And as I said, it's always good to understand the Old Testament. We say here that the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed, and the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. It's good to have foundation. Amen? Uh, we, when a house is built, you don't start building with the roof first. A foundation is laid Old Testament is foundation And then you build the roof So it's important to understand These Old Testament phraseologies So And the temple was filled With the smoke from the glory of God We see such manifestations Taking place in the Old Testament And what I want to do I want to just look at two or three examples in the old testament where the glory of god was manifested the cloud of the glory of God so we can have an understanding as to what's happening such manifestations such such manifestations of his presence and i'm saying the reason most times in the old testament we see the cloud of the glory of God manifested whenever it does it was associated with the with moments of greatness and significance and it also uh, it also showed God's approval and acceptance. Let me say that again. Whenever we saw the cloud of the glory of God in the Old Testament, when it manifested, and when I say cloud of the glory of God, I'm talking about the Shekinah glory of God. Amen. We said that the Shekinah glory of God move out of the temple, and where does it reside? In us colossians chapter 1 verse 27 says christ in us the hope of you see the same word here the same word used here christ in us the hope of the shekinah glory to be manifested amen Amen. you know we are big on in on um application doesn't make sense you talk about history and give stories without applying it to our lives We need to grow so christ in you the hope hopefully the shekinah glory will come out (laughs) praise the lord so let's look at the old testament and see where the glory the cloud amen of the glory of god was manifested and as i said whenever it was manifested it was associated with moments of great importance and significance and also it was manifested to show God's approval and acceptance. So when the seven angels gave, when the four living creatures gave the seven angels, the seven last vials, the glory of God was manifested. It, it's indicating that something important took place. Of great importance to God, something of great, insigni- of great significance is taking place. Are you with me? God is coming out and saying, "I am pleased. I am satisfied with what with what's about to take place." Let's see how that was. Showed in the Old Testament. We saw in Exodus chapter 40, verses 30 to 34, after Moses was obedient to follow God's instruction in building the tabernacle in the wilderness exactly the way God wanted, His glory filled the tabernacle. Exodus chapter 40, verse 34, I think it reads, Then a cloud covered the tent of the congregation, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle and when that happened we are told in verse 36 and moses was not able to enter into the tent of the congregation because the cloud abode thereon and the glory of the lord filled the tabernacle so we see here we said whenever the glory of the lord Manifest itself in that way It's because of great importance and great Significance and God is showing himself Pleased with what's taking place I'm trying to make an association here with, Are you with me saints? Yes. Let's see also where the glory of God was manifested In an unprecedented way Let's go to 1st Kings chapter 8 Verse 10 to 11 We are building a case here tonight, amen Glory be to Jesus So The presence of God filled Solomon's temple At its Dedication, amen. The presence of, and we are told so in First Kings chapter eight, verse ten to eleven. Can you read? Let's read. First Kings chapter eight, verse ten to eleven reads, and it came to pass when the priest will come out of the holy place. That the cloud filled the house of the Lord. Let me give you some context here. The Bible says, after Solomon's temple was erected, after the priests took the ark of the covenant and they carried it the way God wanted them to carry it. Are you with me? God said, to carry my ark with. On the shoulders of the priest don't put it on the court it doesn't matter how new the cart is it doesn't matter how expensive the cart is are you with me do not put it on the cart. i need it to be carried on the shoulders of the priest amen glory be to god and so as soon as they did that so they went into the holy of holies they erected the ark as god told them to erect the ark the bible says as soon as they left the holy of holies this is what happened The cloud, still on verse 10, filled the house of the Lord so that the priest... I wit my sense the priest could not stand to minister because of the cloud for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of the Lord the priest could not the preachers could not do uh, and, and we have experienced it here sometimes we just get caught up in praise and worship and you could everybody knows that's what God wants he wants to be praised and worship God has taken over Amen some of us fight and some of us we want a word from the Lord we want a word from the Lord brothers and sisters <laughs> we have to learn to follow God and not cut his service short because you want a word you, you got 66 books you can read it at your house But when you have this special moment, this Shekinah glory moment, we cannot take them for granted. It means that God is doing something beyond us. And we got to be sensitive to God. Oh, how I hope the church was sensitive. Glory be to Jesus. Many times I come here and I I know God wants to move. Just praise and worship. But then I look at the congregation and most of us are just seated. Not seated. Seated. (laughs) Seated. Amen. I'm not criticizing anybody. Amen. I'm just trying to make a point here. <laughs> so the smoke. Smoke is emblematic of majesty and also God's glorious present in the Old Testament. You don't have to turn there. So God usually wraps himself in smoke because he's the father of lights. Light can be blinding. Yeah. And so he has to cover that light with smoke. Are you with me, saints? Praise God. So when God made his first appearance also, I need you to see this last, just this last one, an Old Testament reference. When God made his first appearance on Mount Sinai to the children of Israel in Exodus chapter 19, verse 16 to 18. I'm building a case here because I want you to see that the glory of God is always attached, always associated with great importance and significance and something that's well-pleasing to God. Amen When God came down on Mount Sinai When he told Moses to sanctify the people And let them come And he came to pass Verse 16 reads It came to pass On the third day in the morning That there were thunders And lightnings And a thick There we have it A thick cloud upon the mount and the voice of a trumpet exceeding loud So that all the people that was in the camp trembled And Moses brought forth the people out of the camp to meet with God And they stood at the, at the nether part of the, of the mount And um, we are told in verse 18 finally And Mount Sinai was altogether on a smoke Because God came down, his glory is in that smoke, Amen Uh, Because the Lord descended upon it with fire, and the smoke thereof ascended as the smoke of a furnace, and the whole mount quaked greatly. Now, that's what you call power. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So, like I said, the smoke. Which represents the cloud of the glory of God, whenever there is such a manifestation, it's because God is well pleased, it's associated with great importance and great significance. So too here in Revelation chapter 8, 15, sorry, verse 8. The smoke mentioned here in Revelation is a reminder of God's special presence and glory. And and listen here, here's the difference, and glory, even in the midst of devastating judgment. Isn't that something? You would think, well, the glory of God will only manifest itself uh, 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 because most people think that God is love. 1 John 4, it says, God is love. How can a God of love... His glory be manifested whenever now his judgment is going to take place. Folks are going to die. Unrepentant sinners are going to pay for their sins because they refuse the provision made for their sins. And this is a glorious thing. How do you, how do you, Lord, I'm looking for a word here. How do you rationalize glory and judgment in the same sentence? Think about it how do you do that it's because god is a god of justice oh glory be to jesus amen so the reminder of the verse the remainder of the verse tells us uh, here right here no man we're still on verse 8 no human being was able to enter the temple till the seven plagues of the seven angels were fulfilled amen the glory cloud remained in the heavenly temple until the earth was completely purged we are told it's we do not know how long it may maybe it's three and a half years we are not sure but until the seven vials the seven last plagues were poured out the glory of god resonated stayed in the temple we are not told how long amen now i want you to think about this right here the cloud of glory As it relates to judgment. Amen? As it relates to judgment. Like I said, in the past, such manifestations of his presence typically was associated with moments of great importance. Is that a great important event for God? Yes, it is. And I'll show you in a while. Is that of great significance for God? Yes, it is. Heaven has been silenced long enough. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? Now heaven is no more silent. Silent. And God is showing that by the manifestation of His glory. Ah, glory be to Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So, how is judgment glorious? Listen to me, don't you miss that. Because what I'm going to discuss with us tonight has baffled many Christians and even Bible scholars and theologians. How can a God of love manifest His glory when people are about to be judged? Why is God so satisfied with the judgment which is about to be poured on unrepentant sinners? What is the connection? I don't want you to miss these sins right here. Because this has been, as I said, it has has mesmerized a lot of Christians. What is the connection? Here is the connection. And that is, for God to pour out his wrath is to reveal his glory and his character. How many of your parents and you tell your child, bedtime is nine? Hmm? And 9.15, they're still up. 9.30, they're still up. And you, and you, they're laughing. <laughs> 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 what does that say about your character as a parent? A wick and a pushover. For years, God has been looked at as can and pushover. For years, heaven has been silenced. Not anymore. <laughs> Oh, glory be to Jesus. It is a glorious thing for God to pour out his wrath. Because it means that he is a God of justice. He's not a God who can take. Listen, brothers, I need you, those of you who are looking, I need you to hear this carefully. He's not a God who can take sin and just politely sweep it under the carpet and pretend like nothing happened. Amen. We need to know that about God. The Bible says that God, he, He's a, a His patience, um, the verse just slipped me. Oh. Yeah, his long-suffering, and I I think it's 1 Peter 3, 9. It says, God is not slack concerning his promises, as some count slackness. Mm? Uh, But he's not willing, is that correct? Glory be to Jesus. Is that's the right text? I'm not sure. Second Peter three one. Did I say first Peter? Th- second Peter three nine. Praise God! One day I'll get them correct. Amen. Just bear with me. Praise the Lord. Second Peter three nine, not first Peter. The Lord is, the Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness. God is patient, but is what long suffering to usward not willing that any should he, not only us he still has his mind on the world it is not god's will that any should perish but that all should come to repentance is no no that is god's will you agree that is god's will but is god's will being fulfilled no because people have a will they will decide to serve god or not hmm <laughs> And so let me repeat what I said. He's not a God who can take sin and just politely sweep it under the carpet and pretend nothing happens. So, so many Christians think that is the way God forgives sin. Well, He's love, amen. And He just sweeps it under the carpet because He's Santa Claus. Ho, 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 ho. Oh glory be to Jesus You ask the average Christian today Do you know that your sins are forgiven? Yes I do Why? Because I ask God to forgive me And he's forgiven me On what basis? Let me tell you what on what basis On the death Burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ It cost him his son Are you with me? Jesus took our place on the cross So it cost God the death of his son it's not because, as I said, it's Santa Claus. No, no. No, no. Everybody, you know, I love you. I know you are humans. And you know how we say, God is still working with me. <laughs> you know, God, I know you won't do it again. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Just go on. I love you. No, no, no. It cost him something. Amen. Amen. And so in death, the death of Jesus Christ reminds us that he doesn't wink at sin. Nor does he just let it go by. Christ died. And so we are serving the God of justice. Amen? He has to punish unrepentant sin. Let me say that again. He has to punish unrepentant sin. Or else he's not just. If a judge is just, you see a judge who's considered just, punishes wrong in the courthouse. And everybody seems to be smiling when he punishes wrong. Amen? Or she? I know some of you are saying, Amen, the last, the last person wasn't done right, but that's okay. I'm forgiven because Jesus died. Somebody had to die. Old Testament, an animal died. New Testament, Jesus died. Ezekiel chapter 18 verse 4 says, Behold, all souls are mine. He said, As the soul of the father, so the soul of the son is mine. This is what he said, The soul that sinneth, it shall die. But the souls are not dying because they are covered by the blood of bulls and goats for one year. You see how good God is. Old Testament, when folk sinned, they didn't just die. You remember that? Once a year, the high priest would go in the Holy of Holies and sprinkle the blood seven times on the Holy of Holies. Are you with me? On the, um, on the mercy seat. One sprinkling the blood of, and that alone was sufficient to cover the sins of the nation of Israel for one year. That is why Lot was called holy. Unrighteous, not because Lord did anything. Lord was a rascal. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? Lord was holy because the priest went in the holy of holies. And sprinkled the blood on the mercy seat. And for one year, Lord was righteous. Oh, what a blessing. Isn't that a blessing? It's not because we deserve it. The reason why we are righteous and holy is because our high priest. Did the very same thing. Once he went in there. The priest on earth, the high priest on earth had to do it every year. But our high priest did it once. And the Bible says, this, and you can check it out in Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 10 of Hebrews, and Hebrews 10 and 11. You don't have to turn there. Don't turn there. It says he went in there once and he perfected us. He didn't just make us righteous. He perfected us. God, we give you praise. <laughs> Who Perfected our spirits that's why first john 4 17 says as he is in heaven so are we on earth in spirit not in body not in mind but in spirit oh what a blessing May i tell you sometimes that 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 is so it is overwhelming it's it's a lot to take in amen glory be to a lot to take in romans chapter 4 paul referenced romans chapter 4 verse 6 and 7 paul said uh, he referenced the covering of the sins back in the old testament he said even as david also describeth the blessedness of the men unto whom god imputeth righteousness without works saying blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and no sins are covered old testament their sins were covered old testament their sins were covered new testament our sins are not imputed our sins are not written down glory be to god i got to move on some of you won't believe that if i if i spend too long on that amen glory be to jesus but what is going to happen for all people who reject the only means of salvation what's going to happen what is going to happen for the unsaved who reject the only means of salvation available to them which is jesus christ Uh, they are going to have to pay for their sins that's what's happening here in revelation chapter 16 because they refuse to accept the provision made for their sins now they have to pay for their sins because somebody has to pay. Either you accept what Christ did, or you pay for your sins, because the Bible says, The soul that sinneth shall die. Somebody must pay. Hebrews 9:22 says, Without the shedding of blood, there is no remissions. Remission means pardon and forgiveness, blood has to be shed old testament and animal blood was shed yes, new testament jesus's blood was shed as a result there is remission pardon and forgiveness Men, we got to understand those things yes, so that when the devil comes in with his lies and his trickery we can talk the, or tell him of what god would say about us oh hallelujah so jesus paid for all those who are willing to embrace what he did on the cross and i hope all of us here tonight amen and those of you who are looking i hope we all have accepted christ as lord and savior oh father we thank you for this great 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 deed performed on our behalf what a blessing amen thank you jesus oh what a blessing tell somebody heaven is no longer quiet no longer quiet as of as of revelation chapter 15 verse 8 heaven is not quiet amen no 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 god god is now uh, god is now pouring out his wrath on unrepentant sinners you know there is a in um after the third angel poured out the wrath in revelation chapter 16 quickly if you have can you turn to verse uh, 5 let me just read verse 5 and 6 in revelation 16 i know i'm running ahead but I need to preface what I'm going to say with this right here. After the third angel poured out the fourth vial, take a listen to what one of the angels said in Revelation 16:5. It says here, And I heard the angel of the waters say, Thou art righteous, O Lord, which art and wast and shall be, because thou hast judged thus. Verse 6 says, For they have shed They, the unrepentant sinners, they have shed the blood of saints and prophets. And thou hast given them blood to drink. Are you getting what I'm saying? Many of these people, there's a lot, many of these people, they've slain Christians over the years. And heaven was quiet. And God is saying, no, I'm not going to be quiet anymore. Remember the murder of Stephen When Stephen was murdered They rushed on him And they murdered Stephen With stones Heaven was quiet (laughs) And he said in Acts chapter 7 Verse you don't have to turn there verse 59 And they stone Stephen calling And he's calling upon God and saying Lord Jesus Receive my spirit and he knelt and, and cried with a loud voice, saying, Let not charge against them. And he said this, and then the Bible says, he fell asleep. He fell asleep. And guess what? Heaven was what? Quiet and silent. It's like nothing happened. Amen? And they went on rejoicing. In the last night, what I did, I took a deep dive, and I think I've read it here before, into the manner the apostles died. Matthew was beheaded with a sword. Heaven was silent. (laughs) Mark died in Alexandria after being dragged through the streets of the city. And heaven was silent. I'm telling you, I'm giving you reasons why the glory of God came out. Hmm? Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? Glory be to Jesus. Uh, In Revelation chapter 6, verse 9. To 11 if you continue there quickly Revelation chapter 9 verse 6 we are told and when he had opened the fifth fifth seal. I saw the altar I saw under the altar the souls of them that were what? Slain the word slain him mean butchered slaughtered maimed bludgeoned Christians who are in heaven who were murdered and heaven was quiet that's why it's a glorious thing for God to judge unrepentant sinners. Ah, glory be to Jesus! And for the testimony they held, verse ten said, and they cried with a loud voice. These are the people who are beneath the altar. I'm talking about people like Stephen, uh, the people who were bludgeoned in um in the Colosseums in Rome during the inquisition and um, Wy- Wy- Wycliffe burnt at the stake polycop the last apostle of John the apostle burnt at the stake people who were murdered just for the gospel saying God when are you going to take revenge that's why heaven cannot be quiet anymore And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? And with white robes and white robes were given unto every one of them. And it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season until their fellow servants also had their brethren that should be killed as they were, should be fulfilled. God said, just stay right here. Still those who have to be murdered. and Amen. They're coming to join you isn't that something else Luke was hanged on, a, on an olive tree in Greece you know Luke the one who wrote Acts and the Gospel of Luke hanged on an olive tree John the Apostle died a natural death but before that they submerged him in hot oil and he came right back up without being burnt because he had a word from the Lord Jesus on the cross said to John he said son behold your mother and he said, "Woman, behold your son. John had a word from God to take care of Jesus' mother. So you cannot kill him. <laughs> Until who took care of Jesus' mother, you could not touch him. Because he had a word from the Lord. So when they submerged him in hot oil, he came back up because he had to take care of Mary. Amen. Jesus did not trust his brothers with his mother. Anyhow, let me move on here. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. And so we are told here Peter was crucified upside down in Rome when they brought Peter to be crucified He said he said I'm not worthy to be crucified like my lord like my lord right side up He said crucify me upside down, please And heaven was what? Silent (laughs) James was beheaded in jerusalem Barnabas Hmm? Was stoned to death Paul was beheaded in rome andrew was crucified and preached at the top of his voice they were crucifying andrew they were nailing him in his hands and and he was still preaching <laughs> at the top of his voice lord i give you praise thomas was run through with a spear in asia you remember thomas doubting thomas he was no longer doubting thomas he was fully persuaded Since, amen over and over again the sins who, who were led to the Colosseum were mocked and then murdered as a sport. Some of them, as I said, bludgeoned. Others stoned by lions. This is what the Bible said about sins in Hebrews. I'll be done. In Hebrews chapter 11, I'm giving you reasons why heaven cannot be silent anymore. I'm giving you reasons why it's a glorious thing for God to judge unrepentant sinners. This is what the Bible tells us in Hebrews 11, concerning some saints, verse 36. You got it, Hebrews 11, verse 36. It says, "And others, talking about Christian, our brothers and sisters, had trials of cruel mockings and scourgings. Yes, moreover of bonds and Im- they imprisoned the Christians just because they accept Christ as the Lord and as their Lord and Savior. They haven't done anything wrong." Just for accepting Jesus Christ as Lord. The devil came against them. Verse, one, verse 37 says, They were stoned. They were sawn in two. Isaiah was dropped in a tree trunk. Prophet Isaiah. A, and was, they just sawn him like a burrito. You know, many have, how many of you have seen a burrito? A burrito? Or wrap. That's a better term a wrap. You've been to Publix and you saw them prepare wrap and they cut the wrap they cut it in two that was that was a <laughs> it's like Tom it's like Isaiah dropped in a tree trunk and been sown it's right here and were tempted were slain with the sword and they won. they could not come downtown they could not leave they, they had to stay in the wilderness there was a bounty on their heads. The Bible says they, were, they went, they wandered about in ships and skins and goat skins. They couldn't come downtown to shop at Bodine's or, or Jesse Penny. If they were sin, they would be dead. So they settled for goat skins and sheep skins and selling in the will. I'm talking about our brothers and sisters. Today we have it easy, right? brothers and sisters we need to get educated as to what our brothers and sisters went through and let me move on here and we are told here being destitute and afflicted tormented and this is the part i like verse 38 of whom the world was not worthy they wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves on the earth they couldn't come downtown they couldn't get a coke Mm -mm. They would be dead, so they had to stay in caves and run for their lives. Why? Just because they became Christians. That is why the Bible says, now it's a glorious thing for God to judge on repentant sinners. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Isn't that something else? Oh, glory be to God. And finally, I'm going to tell you about somebody I just mentioned recently. His name is Polycarp. E. And, and um, he was the bishop. You remember the seven churches the letters were sent to? He was one of the pastors one of the letters went to. Revelation chapter 2, verse 9. He was one of the pastors. And I'm going to tell you what happened to him. He blesses my soul. They said Polycarp e. was a. Well, let me move on here. I want to finish what I have tonight. Revelation chapter 2, you got it? Verse 9. It says. Uh, This is the letter who went to Polycarp. Polycarp. It says, And I know your works, and tribulation and poverty, but you are rich. Isn't that something? And I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews, and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Verse 10. Fear none of these things which thou shalt suffer. Now keep in mind, that is the letter Jesus Christ gave to John the Apostle to give to Polycarp. Are you with me? Because he was the pastor, the angel of the church it continues here behold the devil shall cast some of you into prison that you may be t- tried, and you shall have terrible 10 days tribulation 10 days be thou faithful unto death that's what god told polycarp be faithful unto death and i will give you the crown of life and it ends, he that hath an ear, let him hear. Well, let me just tell you a little bit about this particular man, Polycarp. When God gave John, Jesus gave John, uh, gave John the apostle, this particular letter to give to Polycarp, he took it literally. We are told here, an eyewitness who saw Polycap's martyrdom reported that after he was captured by Rome, by Roman soldiers, he was brought into the Roman Colosseum. That's Polycarp, And in the presence of everyone in attendance at the Colosseum, the proconsul said to him, swear by the fortune of Caesar, reproach Christ, and I will set you free. And Polycarp responded, 86 years,
0: <laughs>
1: I have served him, and he has done me no wrong. How can I blaspheme my king and savior? the proconsul further threatened him with wild animals and fire but Polycarp would not budge finally he said to the proconsul you're wasting your time do what you have to do <laughs> the crowd collected woods and bundles of sticks the crowd they were part of it for the sh- uh, 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 sticks from the sh- uh, from the shops and public th- and, and from the public uh, and when the pile when the pile of sticks were ready They bound him with his hands behind his back. uh, Ready to be an acceptable burnt offering to God. He looked up to heaven. This is what he said before he died. He said, "Oh Lord, God Almighty, the Father of your beloved and blessed Son, Jesus Christ, by whom we have received the knowledge of you, the God of angels, powers, and every creature, and of all the righteous who lived before you, I give you thanks. He's about... To be mattered, and he's praying listen to his prayer i give you thanks he's not crying i give you thanks that you count me worthy to be numbered among your martyrs sharing the cup of christ and the resurrection to eternal life both of soul and body through the immortality of the holy spirit may i be received this day as an as an acceptable sacrifice as you the true god have predestined revealed to me god told him to be faithful to death. You remember that letter I just wrote? I just read, sorry. I praise you for all these things. I bless you and glorify you. And the person who saw him die said, I saw a miracle. He said, then the fire was lit after he prayed. And the flame blazed furiously. The fire, he said, shaped itself into the form of an ark, like the sail of a ship when filled with the wind and formed the circle around the body of polycarp inside it he said polycarp looked not like flesh that is burnt but like gold and silver glowing in the furnace isn't that something else eventually when those wicked men saw that His body could not be consumed by the fire because the fire, God would not allow his body to be consumed by the fire. The fire would not touch him. It formed a circle around him. They commanded an executioner to pierce him with a dagger. And they pierced him in the heart and his blood gushed out and and extinguished all the fire. Then Then he died and they buried him. But God would not allow his men to be burned. Brothers and sisters, I'm saying that because there is a day coming When heaven is not going to be silent Many of us, we have loved ones And now is a good time to pray Pray for our loved ones, amen? Pray for our loved ones Let me give you some scriptures quickly That we could use to pray for those who are unbelievers Because the Bible tells us That the harvest is ripe But the laborers are few And I've There is a right when a wrong way to pray Amen? You know what I'm saying, saints There is a right way and a wrong way Religion has taught us to pray the wrong way One of the verses I use a lot When I pray for unbelievers Is 2 Peter 3, 9 We just looked at it The Lord is not slack concerning His promise Amen As some count slackness So I pray, Father, I know You you are not slack concerning Your promise It is Your will That nobody should perish Amen But that all all should come to repentance I want You Glory be It's Your will I'm praying for such and such a person Let Your will be done You've made provision already for them to repent. First John 2, 2, another scripture. First John chapter 2, verse 2. Jesus is the propitiation for our sins. And not for our sins only, but for the sins of the entire world. So I'll say, Father, Jesus is the propitiation for that individual. You've made provision for that person. Amen? The first one said, it's your will. So that's why when we go to God, we don't beg God for people to be saved. God wants them to be saved more than you and I want them to be saved. So you say, God, it's your will that this person be saved. Amen? So I'm praying that your will be done and you've made provision. 1 John 2.2. 2. The next verse I pray is Romans 10.17. It says, so then faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen? So it's the word of God that has to be preached. Whether it's on TV, whether uh, on radio, or somewhere where they are sitting and the word is being preached, it has to be the uncorrupted. I think it's the next verse I praise. First Peter chapter two, chapter one, verse twenty-three. 1 Peter one twenty-three says, "Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever." So I pray that I say, Father, the only way that person can get saved. Is by the word of God, not by praying. You can pray that the word of God cut across their path. Are you with me? That's what I'm saying we gotta learn how to pray properly. It is by the seed of God's word they get saved. So you pray that the seed be planted in their hearts whether it's through as i said through radio or television or just any means by reading a document somewhere but you the word has to be the incorruptible word has to be sowed in their hearts amen then i pray matthew nine thirty-eight. it says pray therefore the lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into the harvest i pray god use me <laughs> You <laughs> Don't pray and don't include yourself Say father prayer adventure Can you use me To minister to the person Can we sit somewhere Can you give me favor Praise God And John 14 26 this one I pray real I pray this for real because I know a lot of people John 14 26 it says but the comforter which is the Holy Ghost when the Father whom the Father will send in my name he will teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance and the why pray that is because I know many people when they were small they sat somewhere in church school and Bible verses were taught to them so I'm asking the Holy Ghost to bring to remembrance What was taught to them in their early age. Are you getting what I'm saying? It is a strategic prayer and I've seen it work a lot. Amen. Instead of just praying, Lord save them. Lord I ask you to touch them. No that's. You know I know that sometimes what we do but that doesn't work. See how long we've been praying. huh? (laughs) Amen. So you pray this strategic prayer. So God can move in. Amen. And bring to remembrance. Some of the things that were deposited in their spirits. At a young age. But we also, we always pray that the word of God get to their hearts and they get saved. Amen? There's coming a day, brothers and sisters, when the glory of God is going to be manifested just before the vials are poured. And it's a glorious thing because heaven has been silent too long. Too long. Amen? Hallelujah. Father, we thank you so much. I'm going to stop here. Praise the Lord Hallelujah And I just wanted to speak in the camera If you know somebody who's not saved Tonight is a good time to be saved There is a day coming Glory be to Jesus A day coming where Salvation will no longer be available The time the church age is going to end And grace will be over The Bible said, today if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. If you're not a Christian, tonight is a good night to be a Christian. Move from darkness into his marvelous light. If you would do that tonight, then your sins will be forgiven. Take God's provision. If not, you're going to pay for your own sins. And so pray this prayer with me. Tonight, if you'd like to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending Jesus to be the propitiation for my sins. I recognize I'm a sinner and I accept the provision you made, which is Jesus Christ. If you pray that prayer, send us a mail, a note at iugmtally at gmail.com. Again, that's iugmtally at gmail.com. God bless you. Have a wonderful evening. Amen. Can you lift your hands for the benediction? Glory be to Jesus. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. And be gracious to you The Lord lift His countenance upon you And give you peace Shalom
0: Please take time to meditate on the Word And let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the Word Will be like a tree planted by the water Bringing forth fruit in its season And prospering in all that he does But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.